Actually, today, what I'm going to challenge you to do is uh, today I want you to give the, the sermon your own title. So I didn't, I didn't give a title. I actually put the title and then I removed it because that title is for, my, is for me. So what I want you to do today, whatever part of the message ministers to you, I want you to give it. That is your title. Because if I give you my title, then you, you focus a lot on what I, on what. What God has said to me, but I want you to listen to what God has to say for you. So I want you to write down at the end, or at whatever time in the service, to write down the title, whatever God has spoken to you. Praise the Lord. So I just want us to turn the Bible to, to the book of uh, Exodus, chapter 3, and then we are going to read from verse 1 to 15. So it's, it's a very familiar story, but I, want, I just want you to pay attention to what God wants to say today. Amen. So are we there? Exodus chapter 3. I'm reading from the, from the NIV. It's, it's entitled Moses and the Burning Bush. So I think it's a story that we've heard so many times. So now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that through the, though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer. God said, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And this Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. Verse 8, so I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now, go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Verse 12, And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Verse 15. Oh, 13, sorry. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. Praise the Lord. So can you go back uh, just to verse 14? 
uh, okay, previous statement, sorry. Moses said to God, suppose I go, and then they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? So I, I think this is my question for you today. If I were to ask you, I'm actually asking you, who is God to you? So I hope you'll be able to answer, even if it's one thing, who is God to you? And, you know, I, I was, I actually love just studying about God, you know. I was trying to learn the name, names of God. So, I started counting. In the Bible, there are more than a thousand names of God. Do we know that? More than a thousand. I actually did this, so if you actually want it, I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying. There are more than a thousand names. So I actually have them all written down and where you find them. More than a thousand names. Then I was asking, why would God have so many names? But also important, you know, there's something about a name. Because the Genesis, is chapter 12, we learn about Abraham, 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 Abraham. And then his name was changed to what? To Abraham, isn't it? The father of many nations. So there's something about a name. And then you also have Eve. Adam called her Eve, isn't it? Because she would be what? The mother of the living, isn't it? And then you also have, there are lots of names, and if you look in the Bible, they, they like to say a lot of things about names. And then there are some names like Nabal. I don't know if you've ever heard of somebody called Nabal. Nabal. So there was a man called Nabal, where the wife called Abigail, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. So that, that ended up being one of David's wife, wives. So David was in trouble. And then he went to, you know, he was running away from Saul. Then he was hiding in the caves. Then he went to what? To Nabal. Nabal did not want to, to recognize, actually, David. So then I go to Lenny. And then actually, the wife, Abigail, actually says, you are a fool because of what you did. So the name Nabal actually means fool. So if you never have a child, don't call your child Nabal because it means you are a fool. So he was a fool, you know, for rejecting to help what to help David. So there is something about a name, isn't it? A name. Names are very important. So it's also very important what we name our children. Names are very important. Names speak. Huh? Praise the Lord. So. Those who don't have children, you still have an opportunity. I don't know about those who have children already, whether you can still change your name in your country. But if you have an opportunity to have a child, please think carefully about the name that you give your child. Praise the Lord. Okay, so, so God, God has so many names. And, you know, as I was trying to, to, to study them, then, then it brought me back to the story of, of Moses. Because of all the names, God has so many names, but there's just one name that covers them all. One. The I am that I am. Yahweh. Have you ever heard of the name Yahweh? Yes. Yahweh. So if you can't remember all these other names, know about Yahweh or the I am that I am, because it covers everything about the nature of God. Praise the Lord. So let's, let, let's, let's go back to our story. And uh, start, start again from verse 1 to learn about this I am that I am, or this Yahweh. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, 
So Moses was busy doing his work that he was doing, looking after the sheep that belonged to his father-in-law, who was called Jethro, isn't it? So it was a daily habit for him to be doing that. And then it says, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And then there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a burning bush. So the first thing that I want you to know about this God is that there is no coincidence. Praise the Lord. So there is a reason why, why, why God led him. So it was not an accident that God led him to the, to the mountain of God. Praise the Lord. So God is not a, a God who makes you know, chances or, or coincidences. So there's no, there's no such thing as a coincidence with God. Praise the Lord. So I want you to look at your own life and say, I am not a coincidence. I want you to repeat after me. I am not a coincidence. I am not a, I am not a mistake. Praise the Lord. So you really have to believe you are not a coincidence, you are not a mistake. So it was not a mistake that God would lead Moses to this part of the mountain. Praise the Lord. So God is a God of purpose. God is one who plans. He orders your steps. So he is not a God of what of coincidence. And then what you then see is there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire, so he moved. And then when he saw that the Lord had gone, verse 4, then God called him from within the bush. Moses, Moses. You know, you know, in the Bible, quite often when we, there are some parts of the Bible that you just read. Ah, but this man, uh, okay, you, 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 you read about the blind man called the Bartimaeus. You also read about some people who, who got healed. They got their sight, whatever, but you never actually got to know their names, isn't it? But... One of the things that God does is he's a person of God. He called Moses by name. He didn't just say, hey, you fellow. Hey, hey, you. He called Moses by name. God is a person of God. So God knows you what by name. He knows you what as an individual, isn't it? He is a person of God. So he actually called Moses by name. Praise the Lord. So the question is, does God know you by name? Yes. Huh? Yes. I, I, I actually told you that God knows you by name, so you have to believe me. God knows you what? He knows you by name. He knows you. He is personal. You know, in the book of Psalms, it talks about he is one who formed you. Every part of you. In your mother's womb. I believe we all came from our mother's womb easily. Praise the Lord. So God formed us there. He was there shaping you as an individual. So there is nothing about you that is the same about the person that is sit, sitting next to you. So I, I, I want you to tell that person, I, I'm, I'm special, I'm chosen by God. I'm special, I'm chosen by God. Isn't it? So you, you are special, you really have to believe that. If, if nobody has ever told you that you are special, I am telling you. So God is saying you are special. Amen. You are unique. So there's, there's no God. Remember what I said? God knows you by name. And this is what God showed to Moses. He called him by name. So he's a person of God. Praise the Lord. Verse 7. 
Then the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard about their cries and come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land. What God is saying is, you know, he's a, he's a God who hears. He's a God who hears your, your, your cries. He heard the cries of the Israelites. So, I'm asking you, are you crying out to the Lord? Huh? Are you crying out to the Lord? Because the Lord, he hears. Praise the Lord. The Lord hears, even you want your individual worries, your individual fears, your individual concerns, your individual needs. The Lord treats you as an individual. Among the billions of people in the world, the Lord knows you. He hears your individual cry. Praise the Lord. So I'm actually hoping that wherever you are at home, wherever you are, you are what? Crying out to the Lord because the Lord hears you as an individual. In the middle of all the noise, the Lord hears you. The Lord knows you. The Lord is personal. The Lord is Yahweh. Praise the Lord. So I, 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 now I, I just want you to get to the point where verse 11, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of God, out of Egypt? And God says, I will be with you. And then verse 18 says, uh, suppose I go to the Israelites and then they ask me, then God said to Moses, you, you are to tell them, I am who I am. This is what you are, so this, this is where I want to focus today, I am who I am. This is what you have to say to the Israelites. I am a sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So, you can actually imagine why Moses had to ask. You know, he had to ask these difficult questions. I don't know, are you actually asking God, who are you? You know, the Israelites, they were in captivity. And things were very hard for them. Praise the Lord. They were being treated harshly. They were the chosen ones by God. But they were in a very tough situation. So you can imagine now God is given Moses an assignment to say, go and bring out my people. So naturally, the people would want to say, who sent you? Because we have been in captivity for so long. So God had, Moses had to ask, who shall I say? He sent me, and then God says, "I am who I am." So, so, so today, I, I actually want, I actually want, want us to learn uh, this. This, uh, I, I think I put it in, in, in the bulletin because I actually. So there is a Hebrew. If you take your bulletin, uh, where the notes of the ceremony. So there is a Hebrew translation of "I am who I am." So I, I want us to say it together. If you look in your bulletin, it's, it's, it says what. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. Let me say it in my language. Hey, hey. Asha, hey. Hey, hey. Asha, hey. It means I am. So if you've never learned Hebrew, I am that I am. So the, and, and in some translations in English, it says, I am who I am. I am that I am. I, will, I am who I will become. And when I also look at the translations of verse 14 and 15, then what you say is, because he also says, go and tell them that I am. And then the word I am is also written as Yahweh. So I am that I am. 
I am Yahweh. And there was, there was something so special about the name of Yahweh. You know, Yahweh was such a sacred name to the Israelites. You know, the Israelites were even afraid to say Yahweh. So that's why in, in the Bible, a lot, you see that the translations are made Elohim, Adonai, Jehovah. The word Yahweh was so sacred. It was so, and, but the way, the way, and also if you look at Exodus chapter 6, where, where, where God says to Moses, I appeared to, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob as to what? As God Almighty is it? That's what he says. But to you, I have appeared as what? Yahweh. Jehovah. Yahweh. So, Yahweh talks about a personal God. A personal God who really wants to know you. A personal, you know, a personal God who cares for you. Yahweh is talking about a God who is self-sufficient. A God who exists on his own. A God who does not need anything you know, to complete him. You know, I mean, you know, the God that we are serving is a God who, who, who actually, you know, he, he, I don't know what you are studying or your business or maybe the way you do your business or what you are studying in school now. Maybe after five, ten years, it's not applicable anymore, isn't it? You know, I don't know, I don't know how many shops that you know are closing yet. A lot of shops are closing. And shops in the streets are closing because they've been too late to make changes, isn't it? To the online shops, isn't it? So things are changing. So the way you do business, even what you are studying now, seems very good, isn't it? But maybe after, after five or ten years, I know what I studied now, I know that it's not applicable anymore. If I were to, to, to start writing a scientific paper now of what I did last year, people would laugh at me. They say what you are out of date. Praise the Lord. So even if you are doing business, huh? now things are changing so fast, isn't it? You need, you need to keep up. So whatever you are doing, even as a parent, I'm a parent. Eh? The way my parents raised us, if I try to use the same methods, eh, I will fail. Because things have changed. The environment where my children are living is different, isn't it? Even if I go back home, it, it's not the same anymore, isn't it? So everything around us is changing, and it's changing so fast. Praise the Lord. Now you hear so many theories, uh, I mean, about how people are coming up with all kinds of theories about how the world was formed. They're coming up with so many theories of anything, I mean. So all kinds of new religions are coming up. But there's one thing that remains the same. Jesus says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. It will stay in this age. So God is the only one who does not change. Which means if God is the one who does not change, then he is the one who, who, who should what? We, we should be our standard, isn't it? So God is our standard because what? He does not change. So if you look at it, maybe, maybe to those who are married, maybe the way you smile at your husband or your wife depends on the circumstances, isn't it? Maybe, I don't know, maybe you, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Or you woke up with a very stiff neck and then you can't even say good morning or good afternoon. So the way we behave sometimes is what is determined by the circumstances around us, isn't it? Huh? The way we react. It depends. Because I don't know how you, I don't know how you slept uh, at night. 
So maybe that can actually impact. Maybe at the end of the service, somebody says hi. Eh? And you're actually frowning or you keep on walking. Eh? So, unfortunately, we, if we are not careful, we can be controlled by our, our environment, our circumstances. But our God is, is a God what? Who doesn't change? Praise the Lord. So, I, so, so, you know, so these are the things that, you know, God had to say to what? God had, God had to say to Moses. I am that I am. I am what? That I am. I am Yahweh. I am the God who never changes. I am, you know, if, if, you know, if, I mean, if you actually look at God, he's not a God who, he says, I'm not a man that I, that I should what? I should lie. Or I should change my mind this day. And if you remember also, God, he's a covenant keeping God. So this Yahweh is a God who keeps his covenant, isn't it? He had promised to us, he had made a promise to Abraham that you will be a father of many nations. You know, he had spoken also through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that, you know, they would go into, into captivity, isn't it? But then when the time was right, God would honor his word. So God is what? He's a covenant keeping God. He's a God what? Who honors his word. I think Psalm, Psalm 138, I think verse 2, he talks about, you know, he, in the King James, he talks about God honors his word above his name. He honors his word. So above his name. Psalm 138, verse 2. So his word, he sticks to, to his word. So I, I, then I just would like to challenge you. What, what is it that God has said to you? What is the word that God has said to you? Because whatever God has said to you, he says, he will honor what? He will honor his word. So God would also honor his word to the Israelites that he would set them free. God would also show the Israelites that I am what? I am a God who is personal. I am a God who knows you by name. Praise the Lord. Verse 15 says at the end, God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, this is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. So he would say, my name is Yahweh. That is the name that, that he wants. He wants to be rem remembered from generation to generation. So, and if you look at it, in some translations of the Bible, because they just would not write the name of Yahweh, it was so sacred to the Israelites, they would use the name Jehovah. But then what you also see, we also have so many names that you say Jehovah, isn't it? We have Jehovah Nisi, huh? who is our banner, the one who gives us victory, isn't it? We have Jehovah Roy, who is what? Our shepherd, isn't it? We have Jehovah Shalom, who is what? Who is our peace? You know, so if you sit down and start to write all these names, you know, you understand that Yahweh captures all this. But what, what, what God wants to do, and what you notice is when, when something happens, like Abraham, when God provided a sacrifice, then Abraham called it what? He called that place what? Abraham had to provide a sacrifice. He had brought Isaac, isn't it? For the sacrifice. And then God provided what? A sheep, isn't it? A lamb for the sacrifice. Then God, then Abraham would call that what? 
Jehovah Jireh, isn't it? The place that He is what? He is my provider, isn't it? And then also, I think uh, uh, the other wife of Abraham, Abraham, she also cried out to, to the Lord, isn't it? When Abraham chased, chased her away. And then she called Jehovah what who sees. Because even Jehovah saw the needs you know, that, that she was, that she had. So my challenge is, is God is saying, I am that I am. So everything that I can become, everything that you want me to be, I am that I am, isn't it? I am whatever you want me to be. So I know there are so many names of God that have actually been written in the Bible, but God is actually challenging you to say now, what is it that you want me to be? Praise the Lord. So I am that I am. I will be what I will be. So what is it that you want God to be? Because when you read the Bible, we see people, God did something for them, isn't it? And then they would remember that. And then they would write down and say, Jehovah has done this. Jehovah has done this. He's my banner. He's my victory. He's my savior. You know, he's, you know we, we are seeing so many names of Jehovah. But what is it that you are asking God today? What is it that you want Jehovah to be? Whatever God wants to be, or can be, or will be, or is, He is already it already before you even ask Him. So whatever you want God to be for you, that is according to His will. If you see that is not written, I, I, so what I'm actually challenging you today is, I want somebody to be able to come up here and say, this is my, my, my new name of Jehovah, because God has done this for me. Praise the Lord. So the things that God can do, they are limitless. Praise the Lord. They are already within him. He, he already is everything that you want him to be, even the things that you don't know. So I'm only talking about the things that align with the will of, the will of God. So don't, don't say wish God to be something you know, that is not according to the will. That's not what I'm asking you. But whatever it is that you are asking God today, God is saying, I am that I am. Praise the Lord. No. We learn so much from the history of what God has done. But God is saying, I am not finished. He finished the work on the cross, isn't it? That work, he finished. But his name, Yahweh, his name, the I am, that I am, is what, it can never be finished. Praise the Lord. He, you know, everything that he wanted to be, it is already what? It is already in him. So he is what? Jehovah. Jehovah to you. So I don't know if somebody, has, if somebody today has a new name for our God. But my God is Yahweh. The person of God who knows me. The person of God who cares for me. The person of God, you know, we, we, he is whatever the greater I am that I am. So I, I, I just want you to, to, to reflect upon your, your own life. And you know, is, 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 you know, what is it that I am requiring from God? What is it that I, that I actually want to do? What is it that I'm seeking for God? What is it that I want God to be, you know, in my life? You know, he says, I am what? I am the great I am that I am. But one of the most important things that God says, you know, he says, I am what? I am your savior. I am the redeemer. And God is still making that call to say, I am what? I am your savior. I am your redeemer. You know, I don't know what it is that you are going through where you are saying, you know, I need an answer. I need 
I need a solution. You know, I'm going through something in my life right now that says, God, God, I need you. God, I've heard that you can become whatever, whatever I need you to be in my life. Yes, Jehovah, I know that you are here, Jehovah. So I, I just want us to call the choir. You know, and, and we, are, we are going to sing this song. And I want you to sing this song from the bottom of your heart. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a simple song. We have, we have sung it before. But it's, it's, a, it's a word, it's a song that just God has been ministering to me. And I'm hoping that this song, as you sing it, I want you to sing it from the bottom of your heart. And I don't know what part of the message may have touched you today. But I just want you to reach out to God today and say, Jehovah, here I am today. Jehovah, here I am today. Jehovah, I know I've heard you know me by name. Jehovah, here is my need. Jehovah, here is my concern. Whether the concern is for you or it's for somebody else, I just want you to pour your heart today, even as we shall sing this, this song.
your life? What is it that you need from God? Where is the need? Where is the pain? Where is the fear? He says, I am the great I am. I am that I am. I just want you to, to, to raise a prayer in hand to God and say, Lord, I need you, O oh God. Whatever it is that you need, God, to become for you, O oh God. He says, I am. I am that I am, O oh God. I am. I am that I am, O oh God. Oh, the story is not finished yet, O oh God. Because he is, I am that I am. I just want you to raise a cry out to God. And say, God, here I am, O oh God. I need you, Jehovah, O oh God. I need you, Jehovah, O oh God. Oh, here I am that I am, O oh God. Whatever it is that you need, O oh God. He's saying, I am. I am that I am, O oh God. I am, O oh Father, that I am, O oh God. Oh, Lord Jehovah, we have a need, O oh Father, O oh God. Our hearts, O oh Father, are open to you, O oh God, in this moment, O oh God. Lord, O oh Father, O oh God, we know that you are the God that hears our cries, O oh Father. The God that is faithful, O oh God. The God that is cares for us, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, O oh Father, we worship you, O oh God. We exalt you, O oh God. We magnify your name, O oh God. We exalt you, Father, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I, I just want you. I just want us to read just this one part before before just we close. I just want us to go to Exodus chapter five. So God had actually told Moses, "You are to go and say, I am has sent me. I am that I am." So what then happened is, then Moses and Aaron they went to Pharaoh to declare what God had told them. This this one says. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go, so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. Praise the Lord. So I, I don't know what situation you are going through. Do you have a situation that says, I do not know the Lord? Do you have a situation that you feel this situation is not obeying the Lord? But the Lord is saying, I am that I am. That there is nothing that is difficult for me. There is nothing that is too small for you. Do you have a, do you, do you have a, a manager? Do you have a supervisor? Do you have somebody who is saying, who is this Lord? You have been trying to speak to this person. You know, they've been tormenting you. And when, when you say, when you say about the Lord, then they say, who is this Lord? Do you have, what is the Pharaoh in your situation? So Pharaoh talks about any situation that is stubborn in your life. What is the situation that is stubborn in your life? What is the Pharaoh in your life? What is it that you want God to say, let my people go?